Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome Ellie Kim. Hey, Ellie, how are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being with me today. No, thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. You know,、um, so Ellie is in HR,、um, human resources, and I'm excited to learn more about what she does because she's a human resources manager. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs>、um, and、uh, yeah, I feel like、um, I kind of know what human resources does, like hiring and like the process of even letting people go. I know you're involved, but honestly, that's kind of my limit because I've never worked for a company before.、Um, uh. So I, I really have no clue. So、um, Again, I'm excited to hear all about it. So, Ellie, with that being said, could you tell me more about what you do? Absolutely. So,、um, I am currently an HR manager、um, working for a large、uh, construction materials company based out of Dunwoody,、uh, Georgia. I've been with this company for about four years.、Um, and in my HR role, I'm, I'm more of a generalist in terms of support. A, a team in regards to benefits, payroll, employee relations, performance management, organizational design, and restructures, right? Like the whole gamut of, of the HR function.、Um, wow. So you really have to wear a lot of different hats, it sounds like, to kind of manage everybody and everything. Yes, there's a, a lot of different areas、uh, that I do get to dabble in、um, mm-hmm. as a result of my job.、Um, you know,、uh, for example, right now, a big、uh, piece would be just what do we do with COVID and you know, how we had to have everybody be remote. And now, you know, do we want to bring people back? What does that look like? Right. So that's the large discussion we're having. And because there's such a, a key people element to it,、mm-hmm. um, right, I'm a part of those conversations. Wow. So,、um, yeah, can I ask you then、um, when COVID first hit and everyone started to realize that we needed to stay home and kind of lock down,、um, what were some of the first steps for you and your team to make sure everything was going smoothly at your company? Yeah. I mean, so fortunately for so two, two pieces, fortunately for our company, we had technology in place that would allow employees to work remotely, even、oh. the Technology we were using within our office. You know, we had video conferencing、um, uh, set up for all、mm-hmm. of our employees. Most of our employees、um, have equipment、um, that they can use for their jobs. We just didn't have a formal remote work policy or plan,、um, but we were kind of doing it uh, one off. Um, um, and so it was, it was one of those. You just had to make the decision, right? Like, this is happening. The situation is not getting better. We need to make a decision. Just fortunate enough where it was our IT department that was really able to act quickly, right?、Mm-hmm. So, HR partners very closely with lots of different、uh, departments. And for this particular case, it was IT, and, and they truly made this happen.、Wow. And from an HR perspective, you know, we just needed to、um, figure out how do we continue to provide the support. And do the work that we do from home. How,、mm-hmm. how do we do that? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it was a little clumsy at first, but we were you know, able to quickly adapt.、Um, but I think it was be- just because of how we were already set up, right? Like we were starting to do a lot of、um, work、um, online. You know, we have、uh, places where files can be stored and work can be done together. That was the direction we were already moving in. COVID just kind of 
like pushed us in, right? All right, in. right. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, truly, I feel like that's such a a blessing because I know a lot of companies were not ready for it, and I think a lot of um, maybe like. I'm sorry, for lack of a better term, like maybe old school management, right? That has right. been in comp, like, you know, been CEO or head of a company for such a long time. And they are part of a different generation that is happening now, you know, where technology, working from home, all those things are almost like for for this generation, Gen X or Gen Z, excuse me, um, it's like very normal. You know right. what I mean? So I know that the adaptation of that w- is was extremely hard for some companies. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. W- which yeah. is why, you know, our company did not have a policy in place, right? right. Because it was very much, right, it's the construction industry. Right. You know, right. very kind of old school, you know, people who have kind of grown within the industry. So being at work um, and a lot of our field locations being quarries where you have to work in a at on site right you can't work from home the mentality was that right everybody just needed to be together to do work and so we just had to quickly pivot and figure out okay well can't do anything about those in the field but those in the offices what can we do where there Mm. is flexibility how do we flex that right wow that's incredible so so was your were you just in charge of making sure your teams were able to work remotely or were you kind of helping the entire company make this transition? So fortunately for me, the group that I support in my role um, are the corporate functions. So all of my employees work, um, you know, with with a laptop that's been issued to them. So that it, it definitely made it a whole lot easier for me versus some of my other colleagues where, you know, they've had to make, you know, split decisions in terms of what do they do with their office employees? What do they do with their field employees? Um, so what we did for our corporate group was we kind of made um, an across the board decision just to say, we're just going to send people home. Please just work remotely for now. You know, we don't know uh, what's going to happen or, you know, what it'll look like later on, you know, we're figuring things out. So we just sent people home. That was the first thing that we did. Right. And then before we knew it, a year and a half had gone by. So now, now it's about, okay, well, what does, right. And this is what you're reading about and hearing about every, what does the future of work like now? Yes. Right. How have we changed? How do we move forward knowing that, we were able to adapt. Do we keep that going? Do we find something in the middle? Mm. Do we go back to how things used to be, right? Like there are lots of places where companies can land. So it really is looking at what is the best decision for your company, for your population in terms of how people work. So we don't, we don't have an answer, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. right? We're still trying to understand the situation with COVID, but also be mindful of all the different situations that people are in, right? Whether you're alone, you've got a whole family with you, you live in a big house, a small house, you know, right? All of that. So lots of variables to take into consideration, which is why it's just not easy to to say, okay, you know, we're going to do this. Right, right. Wow. I mean, and I feel like, you know, your hand in all of that and whatever um, say or input that you, you put into is like so vital, in that transition as well. And it's just a crazy time. And it's still crazy, I feel like, even though it's already (laughs) been a year and a half, which is insane to think about. But all that to say, um, you know, 
Ellie, could you kind of tell me what a typical day looks like for you then? I know you said that you kind of have your hands in different departments and um, things like that. But yeah, maybe kind of what a quote unquote normal day might look like. Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, a a lot of it is people interactions. So um, typically for HR, we have seasons of work. So, um, right, it might be a a season of where we're going through, you know, a a merit or a bonus process or going Mm. through data review or going through a compliance reporting. So a typical day, you know, might look different depending on what time of the year it may be, Um, you know, but on a a slow, right, quote unquote, slow day, right, it would be setting up, you know, setting up meetings with different leaders within the organization, as well as people managers, really talking about people, whether it's performance management, Mm -hmm. answering emails, general inquiries from our employee population, reviewing data, that's always a key thing, because metrics, um, you know, it's something that companies are trying to focus on from an HR perspective, Um, trying to identify, you know, areas of improvement, I feel like that's done just on a regular basis in Mm -hmm. terms of HR looking inward at our processes and what we do, as well as ensuring that we're providing the appropriate support outward uh, to our employee population, as well as to all of our people leaders who are trying to lead their employees, provide the right guidance, coach and influence in the right ways. So it would be a lot of phone calls, meetings, team, you know, we we don't use Zoom at our company, but we use Teams. So lots of Teams meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten very accustomed to being, just just being ready uh, to have the video on, right? <laughs> not, not everybody's favorite thing. So I always try to be understandable if people are like, no, my video is not coming on yeah. today. It's like, that's fine. Um, right, but lots of people interactions. So mm-hmm. it could be anywhere from a manager wanting to talk about a performance issue that their employee is going through and needing some coaching and some guidance, you know, talking with a leader in terms of structural changes that may be taking place within their team, mm-hmm. people movement, manager changes, reviewing job descriptions. Um, we're going through a lot of recruiting um, right now as a lot of companies are. So lots of reviewing of job descriptions, having conversations with hiring managers, and then partnering very closely with our uh, talent acquisition team. So a mix of this and that. Um, and then um, I have one direct report currently on my team um, who supports me. And so then it's also providing guidance and coaching for, for my team member so that she's able to, to do her job um, successfully. I'm sorry, what's a direct report? So, so she reports to me. I am her manager. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, okay, so okay. I have one employee who reports okay. directly to me. Okay, I see. Yes. Um, you know how you were saying that a lot, you're having a lot of meetings and meeting with people. And one of those meetings could be like, um, kind of like, you know, a switch in, in staffing and things like that. And also you said like performance reviews, like, so how does that, them having those conversations with the HR manager, like, how does that directly affect you? Like what, like, why is that your, your need to know? kind of thing. So for HR, a part of a part of our role is to um, right to help provide guidelines for processes. So for example, right, if a manager's struggling with an employee because you know they're not doing their job or they're not coming to work or they're always whatever the case may be, in order for the manager to act appropriately, you know, 
a lot of times managers will reach out to HR and we always recommend it, right? Mm -hmm, to talk mm -hmm. about the situation so that whatever actions are taken are within legal guidelines, mm -hmm. right? That we're taking appropriate action, that we're documenting the process, mm -hmm. um, right? So it's really to ensure that the manager is taking next steps appropriately, right? And that, you know, they're not doing anything that's incorrect, not using language or verbiage to their employee that's in, inappropriate or unprofessional, um, but also that, you know, they are addressing the issue and using the right language with the employee, you know, during the actual meeting. So, I mean, it really is just to provide coaching and guidance uh, to the manager when it comes to conversations. Like that. Wow, I guess so. I never thought about that. <laughs> I mean, like, you're almost kind of like a, I mean, yes, coach, but like a counselor too, you know, kind of like, talking them through a, a maybe what could be a stressful situation as well but I feel like you providing those guidelines definitely would help facilitate the next steps that's really um something I never thought about <laughs> right I mean you know because if you think about it it's it's the life cycle of being an employee right so mm. I I start with the you know I start with this company and I'm in my job and I'm doing my job and, you know, as the person goes through their employment with the company, right, you know, HR is kind of a part of a part of that life cycle, right? We help bring them on board on day one. We're engaging with them throughout their employment with, you know, mm -hmm. information about benefits, you know, engagement, um, you know, right now, um, mental, um, mental health, yes. um, right, and wellness, that's a, that's a key area of focus. Um, and then as an employee changes jobs, they're engaging with HR in a process for what that job change looks like. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, HR is a part of making sure that they're getting the right information so they can be successful in their new job mm -hmm. um, and making sure that if they change into a manager, then as a new manager, they're getting guidance on, well, what does that mean? And what are some new processes that you as a manager now need to be responsible for, right, um, right. right? So that they can then become a good manager and provide the same kind of guidance as their team members develop and grow um, into different roles. So, so, you know, there's a key part that HR does play in terms of that employee life cycle, right? Moving from beginning and then, right, working with them if they do choose to either retire or, you know, move on to another career opportunity or, you know, on the flip side where, it's just not working out and, you know, the employment relationship needs to be ended. I see. Wow. I mean, definitely HR plays a key part then in every employee that works in the company. And I feel like from what you just explained too, I feel like it's good to have an advocate, you know, for employees within the HR team. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, and I never knew, just kind of like what you were saying, I had no idea what human resources did. Yeah. And it's only in growing within this field, right, and learning and, and being in this job that I've learned, oh, these are all of the different ways that a human resources function mm. impacts the company or how a human resources function can support an employee, yes, um, yes. you know, you know, during their employment. Yes. So um, if I can ask you, Ellie, like as far as um, like personality, your character, like what did what are there maybe some qualities about your own personality and how you go about doing things that maybe have been beneficial 
in the role of HR. Do you get what I'm asking you? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, one is I, I do enjoy interacting with people, okay. right? I think that's probably the the best part about being in this kind of job um, is, is just the different people that you get to meet and you get to speak with, as well as the level of influence that you can, you can have. Mm. Um, and then I think a key thing that helped me is, uh, you know, you have to be able to really draw the line and know what to say at the appropriate time, right? Mm. Like to really be able to shut down your emotion at times if you need to objectively have a conversation with someone, right? If somebody's all, you know, very emotional or very upset, right? Like it's important that if I'm the HR person and we're having that conversation, I'm going to do whatever I need to, to de-escalate the situation so that we can have a calm meeting that you know we can objectively discuss what the right. issue is or what the problem is and I feel mm-hmm. like you know I that part of me where I won't get you know um caught up in the emotion of yes. the moment um that's helped me um right because you know there are times where employees call me and they're upset about you know this or that and sure. and you know you know you just want to be able to respond appropriately but um you don't want to get emotionally involved right because you want to be able to help right and right. not just add to the drama right, of the situation right. but be able to objectively listen um, provide guidance and, you know, let the person kind of calm down and speak. So I feel like that's helped as well. Being able to really kind of separate that and approach um, matters in a, a calm way. I feel like that's helped. I wish I could do that to all of the personal things that happen, <laughs> right? In my right, Like if I'm in my car and somebody cuts in front of me, you know, it's just one of those, why isn't that cool calm me there? Right. No, I completely um, understand. <laughs> But on the job, you you are able to separate those things, which I think, um, yeah, it would be so important. I just listening to that, I mean, I guess I don't really know, but I would not be okay probably in this job. I'm kind of a emotional, like empathetic person. So I, like, it would be hard for me to separate. But that's really, I feel like a quality that is from what it sounds like, really important, especially when you're listening. And, you know, I would imagine in any large company, there would be maybe employees that get upset and um, they they want to do the, the right thing. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that they go to HR. Do you know what I mean? Like... Uh- and it's it's all different, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, a piece of it also is is also still showing empathy, but showing empathy in a way that for this situation at right. work, and depending on what the problem may be, like what's the right way to respond? Like for example, you know, pe- we're all human beings, and we have personal lives outside of work, and sometimes those things come with us. So it could be anything, right? Like right. you had a, an argument with your significant other or your child is sick, you know, or there's, you know, something's happening and now you've come to work and you now realize you've got this very difficult deadline you need to meet and it could be overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever the situation is. And, and I think employees will either find, um, uh, you know, find solace in either a peer, you know, or their manager, depending on that relationship. And then sure. sometimes employees will come to HR and, yeah. and, and I'm okay with that. It's like, yeah. that's fine. If you need someone who's not who you feel like, you know, isn't in your circle of work, right. Who'll just listen. Absolutely. HR is available. Um, but probably 
most of the time it's because of something that's happened at work, right? Like, oh, you know, this employee spoke to me in such a manner. I don't know why, or my manager's being difficult, um, you know, or there's, there's an argument or, you know, whatever the case may be. A lot of times it's, you know, those types of work-related things that um, people will come to me with. And, and then managers will come to say, I just need some guidance on how do I deal with this situation, right? Like this is happening in my team, this is happening to an employee, or I need to address this issue. It's a very sensitive issue. What's the right way to approach this without mm-hmm. um, making anybody, you know, feel offended um, by the way that I'm trying to interact with? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So all everything you're saying, I think, you know, interacting with people would be a very um, a good quality to have, I think, in HR from what you're saying. I is that like a would you I, I know there's different departments, but would you say that's kind of a big factor, like just kind of hearing people out, interacting with people and helping them through what are the processes that you've mentioned before? Yes, I, I do. I think if if you're if you're not a people person, mm-hmm. the role that I have and the role that I have, it's more of a generalist role. Sure. Then you know that may be challenging. Not to say it's not possible, right? But maybe challenging. But there are other specialties within human resources where you know there's not as much interaction. Um, you know, directly with an employee, where you may not be the one dealing with employee relations issues or, right, having to deal with, um, you know, um, conversations, talking about performance or potentially letting somebody go or talking about, you know, um, jobs that may need to be eliminated, you know, for whatever reason, right? right? right. So, So, yes, there are different areas within HR where there's less of that people interaction, but I think in general, um, it's a helpful helpful quality to have yeah, yeah. to to enjoy enjoy speaking with others or or have um that mindset of wanting to help and provide guidance and support to others right because okay. at the end of the day that's what our function is we you know we we provide support to employees and to leaders so that you know we can thrive as a business yeah 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 i, I actually really love that <laughs> Um, so could you, could you tell me that maybe the different departments that are um, within HR? I'm sure it's different, right? Everywhere or is it around the same thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's probably different everywhere and there may be more, uh, more uh, break, um, you know, more groups um, in some companies, but right. Typically you have your uh, generalist roles and right. Your generalist can touch anything from you know, doing orientations and focusing on onboarding, um, looking at employee engagement and, mm. and dealing with day-to-day inquiries uh, and being a part of, you know, data management mm. um, and, and really that people side, right? Having those conversations with employees and with leaders. There's the benefit side uh, that I that I personally feel like it falls within the HR realm. I think mm-hmm. some companies um, are structured differently, but benefits, right, would be a key part of uh, of human resources as well, and in managing those plans um, and you know training employees and educating mm-hmm. employees about what those are. Then you have the uh, HRIS uh, team as well, and they're focused on the technology piece um, of HR. 
Uh, some companies will have employee relations teams that are focused just on dealing with employee relations and investigations. I see. Right. If there's a major complaint or right, uh, some an allegation that's being made and it needs to be investigated, sometimes you have an employee relations uh, department that will that will manage that. And then you know, there's also a very close relationship with payroll and HR. Sometimes they're mixed together. Um, other times they're um, they're separate, but very close in partnering together to ensure that right an employee's pay is being processed appropriately, right? So those are probably the, the bigger buckets um, of human resources. And then, and then you have your reward and compensation um, mm-hmm. as well, right? Focus on looking at market data and making sure that everybody's being paid equitably and that there's a process for for how somebody gets paid more or how, you know, how people get promoted. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you always, how long have you been in human resources? So I have been in human resources for about 14 years now. Okay. So have you always done this kind of managerial generalist role or? So no, no. So I started off from the very bottom role. I was, I started off as an administrative assistant for the HR function. Oh, wow. Uh, So, I mean, I started from the bottom. I, you know, I remember during my interview, um, I knew very little. And unfortunately, I didn't do a whole lot of research into the (laughs) HR function. I was doing more research on the company. Um, And so I went in and asked a lot of questions. um, And, you know, that's when I learned more about, you know, what the function actually does. Like, Mm -hmm. what does HR do? How do they interact with, um, you know, within the the company? But I started as an admin assistant filing, right? Just filing paperwork, creating folders, providing whatever support the team needed, and really kind of worked my way up and learned, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as I grew in my career. Wow. So have you have you had the opportunity to work in these different buckets that you had mentioned or um, kind of in the similar thread or? So so I kind of so from that administrative uh, administrative assistant role, I I I did stay more within that generalist realm. I never okay. really specialized um, in one area or another. So um you know, what my, you know, career took me towards was I was in a corporate office. Um, and then I moved on into a manufacturing environment and got to experience what HR looks like, looks like in that uh, kind of work environment. Um, and then, you know, back into a corporate environment. So th- that's been kind of the breadth of my experience in terms of human resource. It has been more more in a, a generalist role, but I feel so close to the other, the other areas, because, you know, we're constantly working together, right? Like sure. there's such a close partnership with all of the different functions, you know, and, and one um, I forgot is talent acquisition. Talent acquisition oh, also yes, is also yes. a key part uh, <laughs> to the human resources function as well. Um, yeah, we actually just had a talent acquisitions person on um, this past week. So oh, okay. I, I do know what that is. <laughs> 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 um well, you know, I am a little bit curious, you know, at the start of your HR career, you know, you kind of, and I'm sorry that I keep going back to this because I just think it's so such a unique um, conversation to be a part of within a company. Um, you know, you were mentioning how you have to have all, a lot of hard conversations sometimes or even very vulnerable conversations. Um 
Was that like difficult for you when you first started? Yes. It was very, it was very awkward and oh. uncomfortable. And, and, you know, like I felt, I felt awkward just having to ask these very personal questions at times, mm. um, you know, and as well as scared at times as to, oh my gosh, if I ask this question, or if I start talking about this, or if I confront this person about this issue, mm. you know, what's going to happen? You right, know, like, right. Are they going to get really angry and really mad? And right. So lots, I, yes, it was very difficult at first, um, but mm. I had a really good manager where, mm. um, you know, she encouraged me in terms of everybody feels that way, right? Like nobody goes into their first <laughs> awkward, you know, first meeting and is like, boom, that was amazing. <laughs> I did great. It was awesome. Right. Talked about all this personal stuff right, um, right. and it was okay. Um, that it's not like that, right? Like you, you only learn through practice and through experience. Mm. Um, and that's really about trying to determine what's the, how's the, what's the best way to, to do this so that both parties walk away or, you know, I am the employee, like we all walk away feeling like we've at least made a dent or accomplished something mm -hmm. or that some truth has come out, mm -hmm. whatever that may be. But yes, it was very awkward in the beginning. And yeah. it took, I think, a lot of practice before, you know, I felt like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but you do feel more comfortable now. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Like it doesn't get easier, I would sure. say, right. Especially, you know, if it's a meeting where you need to let somebody go, um, it doesn't get easier, but you, you just know what needs to be said, what you need to do, what's important to catch, right. How to handle the emotion. If it comes up, you just, you know, you just know how to respond, mm. but it's still never, you know, easy to do um, because, you know, those are just hard conversations. You're, you're impacting someone's life. Absolutely. You know, when those yeah. things happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I just wanted to hear a little bit more about like the beginning for you because I feel oh, like yeah. it would be such an intimidating thing for myself. And um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, if anyone's thinking about going into HR, I think I just wanted to hear kind of the humble beginnings for yourself and um, maybe some of the challenges that you went through. Um, now, can I, did you study? this in college or um, <laughs> no no I was a I was a journalism major in oh. college with a with a major in telecommunications I thought oh, did I was you graduate from into... Grady yeah I did I did too <laughs> go Grady <laughs> okay I did okay. I I thought I was gonna do something media related at the time oh. um I think by the time I got around to graduation that that emotion and those passions kind of dwindled down. So I really graduated not, not, you know, knowing what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't one of those kids that grew up, like I am going to be a teacher. Like mm. that is, that is what I'm going to do. Um, I kind of liked everything and, um, you know, trying new things was always fun. Um, but when I graduated from college, it was just one of those, what do I, what am I supposed to do now? Mm -hmm. So I think for about, probably four years after graduation, I just did kind of this and that in terms of jobs, right? Like worked at a bank for a little bit, did, did customer support over the phone a little bit, worked at a nonprofit a little bit, worked, you know, at a front desk somewhere a little bit, just like odd things here and there. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. 
this job, this career really kind of found me, right? Mm-hmm. I happened to be having a conversation with a friend. Um, she was looking for a job as well. She had this great recruiter and this recruiter, you know, she wanted to refer to me. And, and I was like, I don't know what the recruiter does, but that's fine. Have her call me. And then the recruiter found this opportunity. And she, oh, you know, wow. she said, there's this job um, at this company and it's in human resources. And I said, what's that? (laughs) Um, And then it was, you know, she talked about the role and, you know, you just have to make a decision. Like, do you, do you go for it or do you not? Mm. Um, And at first I I hesitated a lot, but at some point you just have to, you have to dive in. Otherwise, I mean, how do you know? Sure. Um, And I'm so glad that I did because I have been on, right. Like continuing to grow in this field you know, since that day. So um, I feel very fortunate that that interaction happened with that recruiter and then with my friend yeah, um, who referred yeah. me. Um, but yeah, no, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is actually um, a lot of people's stories on on this podcast, you know, it's just, and I think it's so great. You know, I think it's so encouraging for a lot of young people to hear like, you still don't know. Even when you graduate college, you still don't know. You know, and um, if you reflect back on that time, like post college, were you like, do you remember some of the emotion that you're going through? Just like, I mean, because it's like a lot of uncertainty, and I think a lot of um, post graduates um, from college kind of have this idea. That they're supposed to like already have it together and find a job and be able to just like take what they learned and go to the real world. But that's not the case. So like, like, yeah, I mean, was it, were you upset or were you just like, let's just try everything out? What was your attitude during that time? I mean, so it's a mix of emotions, you know, Uh when you're, when you're kind of in this ambiguous, I'm not sure what direction to go in kind Mm -hmm. of stage, right? Like I was thankful to have graduated from college. Um, And then it was, you know, I I was upset a little bit because, you know, I saw my friends and others just so sure of what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. right? Like they've worked on this and they studied hard and they landed a job and they're moving forward. Mm -hmm. So to see that, like, yeah, it makes you upset. Like, well, what happened with me? Like, why, why can't I get my act together? Or why couldn't Mm -hmm. I figure it out? Mm -hmm. And then, right. And then it goes into this, like, what's the purpose of my life? And I'm sure everybody's asked that question, right? Like, what's the purpose? And then you pray and you go, give me direction and, and guidance. Um, Um, but you know, for me, like while that's happening, it's like, well, I knew that I wasn't going to just not work either. Right. Like you just got to figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. somehow you got to figure out how to make money, um, so that from there you can move on to something else. And I think I was just really fortunate that there were just opportunities around me, um, that I was, you know, I was able to go to and I, and, you know, and hated the interview process, it was, you know, it was awful because, you know, you're already feeling like, I don't even know if this is what I want to do. Then you have to go interview and try to express this confidence that maybe isn't there a hundred percent. And interviews are hard um, anyway, right? Without mm-hmm. a lot of practice. Um, so it was really challenging, um, you know, at first. So I think by the time it got around to, you know, this conversation with my friend, it was like, 
yeah, you know, like, let, you know, just like, let's, let's go for this. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause that's how I got through, you know, the other, um, other jobs. It was, do you want to try this? I think you'd be good at it. Okay. Hey, there's this opportunity, you know, like, do you want to apply for this? Okay. Right. Um, you know, what, you know, when there wasn't anything, I went to, an, um, you know, one of those staffing agencies and said, I just need, you know, even if it's like a one week assignment, you know, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And I just did that. Right. And then, so now I know, okay, this is what a temporary employee goes through. Mm-hmm. you know, when, when they're out looking for assignments, this is what the experience is like, or this is what the experience is like when you not, when you're not sure of what your path is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And when you're not sure of that, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You kind of have to figure out your own path, um, but just not get right. Um, not get downtrodden by it so much. Right. right like right. it's okay to be upset. It's okay right. to feel like, man, you know, didn't make it or, you know, not the success that I thought I would be not out there directing movies and is that what you wanted to do (laughs) I mean like it was just one of those like maybe that's what I want to do maybe I want to right have my names you know name come up in the credits somewhere like you know it's just one of those like I wanted to be a part of that world during college because I thought it would I thought it was just so much fun and I always enjoyed you know being behind the camera or doing editing work you know when we had projects it was great um and then you realize wow it's a really tough industry to get into and you make nothing Mm -hmm. um right um you know like am I willing to do that and you know like in in thinking through that process it was like well maybe I don't what do I do so it was Mm -hmm. a lot of just trying to figure out what's the direction I need to go to and then I think for me it wasn't a this is what I love this is my passion I can't believe my passions found me it was I'm going to give this a try, Mm -hmm. uh, see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And in doing it, um, I've figured out that I have capabilities and skills and talents that work well with this job and it's allowed me to excel. And I've just not been afraid, you know, to take on new things, right? Like, don't say no. Like you go, sure, I'll try that. Hey, there's this project or assignment you want to be a part of? Yeah, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. My company... Uh, my previous company, they relocated me to, you know, Massachusetts. They say, hey, there's this facility, you know, it's going through a lot of, you know, hard times. We think you'd, you'd be good. Do you want to relocate and go and do that? I said, mm. okay, bring it on. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. So I think taking on those challenges has helped me get to where I am today. Wow, definitely. Yeah, I mean, something that you just said kind of clicked in my head. And, you know, for me, the whole purpose of the podcast and my heart behind it is to, you know, I think, I, you know, just kind of people maybe taking what they're good at, or they're talented at, or their skills, like you mentioned, and finding a career where they can excel and be, be, you know, joyful and happy. And like, you know, just just really thrive in whatever career that might be. But as you were talking, I realized maybe you just don't know until you try it. Absolutely. You know, and I think for me, part of um, the podcast too is just eliminating that fear of the unknown, right? And so I think even you talking so deeply and transparently about what you do, um, I hope anyone listening can uh, maybe even relate and maybe even consider uh, this as a career path. Um, Ellie, can I ask you, like, what do you like least about your job? 
That's a great question. Um, what do I like least about my job? Gosh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely as an HR professional, being a part of investigations that have to do with illegal activity, right? I mean, those are always tough because, mm. I mean, it's it's serious topic. Lots of people are impacted. Um, I mean, if I had to pick something like that's probably the one thing that I least like to like to do, sure, although yeah. I've done many of them because, um, right, like, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, managers have have identified that I, I am able to conduct them in a, a neutral, non-biased manner. So I get pulled in a lot. Wow. Um, but, you know, those are really hard, hard to do. Um, right. Because, you know, it's it takes extra effort. Right. To keep that emotion behind. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you know something's happened, you, mm-hmm. you don't want to make judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want to conduct this investigation. So I think if I had to pick anything of within my career, you know, within my job that I dislike the most, it would probably be doing those types of of investigations, right? Whether it's, you know, a, a harassment complaint mm-hmm. um, or discrimination, right? Like those are always tough. Yeah. I mean, I, that sounds like just murky and I don't want to do it. Either, <laughs> I see. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, something that came to mind as you were talking was, um, are there a lot of like women in HR or is it like male heavy or... So human resources is very female heavy in my, you know, in my point of view. Um, I think most HR professionals um, you'll find to be females, but I don't know if that, you know, that may vary depending on the industry. Mm -hmm. But if I look at the organization that I'm a part of now, um, I mean, we've got a a pretty good mix, but we do have, I I believe, a, a larger percentage of, of female professionals that are in are in, that are in this function mm. versus some of the other functional areas like finance or operations where it may be more male heavy. I see. Okay. I don't and know, and I, I want to say that's probably just based on the history of right HR, where it was the personnel department. And it mm. used to mainly be female employees that, that worked in that function. Um, I, see. Mm-hmm. I see. Are there, um, in your 14 years, have you, notice like are there a lot of Asian Americans working in the HR field so there are so probably not um you know not as much um Mm -hmm. as as I'd like to see uh um I've been fortunate enough where there have been other Asian um HR professionals within my network that I've been able to communicate with um but you know not a whole lot um in terms of in terms of Asian Americans um, or Asians, um, and, and I don't know if it's because you know HR is just not a a, a glamorous field that people <laughs> go out seeking and searching for, um, right? Um, I, I'm I'm not sure you know what the cause of that you know might be, but no, I have I don't think I've seen a whole lot of diversity when it comes to the experiences that I've had. Okay, well, I mean, I just uh, wanted to ask because one, I was curious, and two, um, you know, I as a Asian American woman woman myself, I. You know, being in a managerial position and also having to work with males that are in leadership too, I feel like, you know, there could be some issues that come up or conflict that comes up as far as, you know, asking you to deal with like things like um, 
different allegations, right, or investigations. And so that's why I was asking about it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, de- definitely, like, from a, you know, when you look at managers and people in leadership roles, you know, it is still more, you know, male dominant, mm-hmm, um, right? Mm-hmm. Even with, even within the HR uh, function, like if I think back to the different structures that I've been a part of, yeah, right? The higher levels, they were occupied by more males than females mm-hmm. versus the lower level jobs were occupied more by my females um, than my males, which is so, an interesting dynamic. And I feel like there's a shift happening yeah right now right with all the activity I mean even within my organization there is a a strong right push to you know really focus on right inclusion and diversity that's the the hot topic um everywhere yeah um so I mean even as an HR person like do you find yourself really trying to um set things like that in place for your company so yeah I I do so um right it's but it, but it's one of those, the challenge sometimes with that is it's one of those where you don't want to operate in a, a silo and you don't want to operate where like, right, like we're doing this, we're doing this initiative, right, yes. just for this population of people. And right. I think that's sometimes what slows companies down, right? Mm. There, there may be pockets of area where a lot of activity um, is desired to take place, mm-hmm. but companies want to look at, um, you know, inclusion and diversity, you know, sometimes from a, a company-wide strategic perspective. Sure. Um, and sometimes that slows down activities that, that take place. Um, but it's really about, well, once you're there, how quickly do you start taking action, you know, mm-hmm. or how, how much do you allow your employees to have conversations, you know, about what's going on? Do you acknowledge what's going on in society? Do you acknowledge Mm -hmm. the challenges that different people are facing? Are we being transparent about our own issues and and how we, you know, may recruit or how we may promote? Um, How do we improve those those things to to make sure that that we are talking about it without just delaying it until there's this, you know, large strategy taking place, right? Right, right. So even just, I mean, now that those conversations, it seems as though are happening, in a lot of places. I think it's so great. Yes. Um, No, fully agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I asked you what you like least, but what do you like uh, the most about your job? So I I love this question and I get this a lot uh, when I interview candidates, they all, Uh they all want to know, like, what do you like the most about your job? Um, You know, and I have been very fortunate that I've just had really awesome HR team members around me, right? Because I feel like that's really critical. Um, As an HR professional, you're getting involved in a lot of different things and sometimes they can be very tough. So to have a really good support team um, can either make or break you sometimes, depending on what you're experiencing or what you're going through. So what I've always loved the most is just the HR people that I've been able to get to know and the things that I've learned from them and the way that you know, I feel like I have also contributed to them, hopefully in a positive way, right? To their career and to their learning. Yeah. Um, I've just been really fortunate to have good managers, good peers, um, you know, people that I can, you know, trust and really go to if right, like I've got this situation, I'm not sure how to handle it. Please help. Um, yeah. And, you know, and they're available uh, to do that. So that's what I love the most. Because, mm. um, you know, for me, I, I feel like a job 
a job is a job, depending mm-hmm. on what your perspective of it is, right? Like, you know, the saying, right? Like you don't, um, what is it? You don't live to work, right? Like you work to live. Yeah. So I think like a job is a job. So I can go find another company and do HR and probably do the same kind of work, but the difference is going to be the people that I'm working together with and the, oh, the support yeah. team that I have, like, that's what makes the difference, mm-hmm. right? You'll hear that people don't leave companies, people leave, you know, either the manager or, you know, or the team, they're leaving people because, right. they, you know, like that becomes difficult. So it's really, um, I think a blessing, you know, when you find a group of people that, you know, you truly enjoy working together with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really a treasure. I feel like, you know, looking forward to the people you're going to see every single day is so special. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, well, before we end our time together tonight, Ellie, um, just a few more questions for you. Um, is there any like further education that you had to do as an HR manager to be in the position you are in today? So, um, there are, so my, so my right degree is not in human resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for, for me, it it helped that I kind of grew from the bottom into my career. Um, but you know, for an individual who wants to be an HR professional and continue to grow, um, you know, what's, what may be beneficial are some of the certifications that are available, um, for human resources, whatever organization it may be. Um, that you're looking at, because that just kind of helps you with uh, learning in terms of the foundation of human resources, the different laws that apply, the different policies Mm, um, and practices that are applicable. So it helps set a good foundation. So it's always encouraged, right? If you want to continue to grow as a nature professional, definitely look at, you know, what are some of the certifications out there that are available Mm. um, that might be applicable? And then there are different levels, you know, for that as well. Um, I know a lot of our jobs um, are posted saying that you know, human resource, human resources management degree, right, or focus of study um, is a, a plus or is required. Um, you know, I personally would say that I, I don't think it is absolutely necessary. I feel like those skills can be learned as you grow in your job, you know, if you give yourself the opportunity to learn that, right, mm. if you're curious and you ask and you kind of dive in when opportunities are available and you take those chances, I feel like you can learn learn that. So you don't have to necessarily focus on human resources at school to go into human resources. I feel like you can make a career change at any point in time if, if you have the desire to do so, right? I think it's just about being curious right. and, and wanting to explore, to figure out, is this the right job for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that speaks volumes about just to everybody, whether it's HR or anything else, like just being teachable and open to learning and growing is so important, right? In anything that we do. Um, Well, I kind of always end our conversations with my guests with um, a question of on advice, you know, do you have any advice for somebody that maybe is thinking about going into HR, or it doesn't have to be that kind of advice, it could be just life advice, you know, (laughs) anything at all. Uh, I would, I would say that, you know, if, if you're not sure of you know, what you want to do, um, you know, with with your life, right? If you're just not sure, 
be curious, mm. be curious, yes. ask questions, meet people, learn what other people are doing, right? Like the more exposure you can get to the possibilities that are out there and there are new jobs and new careers being created all the time, mm-hmm. um, right? Be curious and go out there seeking information so that it'll help you, right? Gather information to, you know, make a decision, mm-hmm. but know that sometimes that decision can only get made, you know, once you've dived in, right? Then yeah. you'll know this is great or no, this is definitely not me. So I think that's one thing that I would always, you know, that I would just encourage, right? Like be curious, go explore, you know, try things if you're not sure and don't, you know, don't get down on yourself, right? Like there's something out there, mm-hmm. um, but know that you, know, you just got to keep trying um, and, you know, meeting people, don't do it on your own, like to have a good support system. Like I have great friends who constantly encourage me and push me and make me want to do better, you know, and be a better person. So I would say like, don't go through that journey alone, you know, have people who will be there to support you. I feel like that's really, really important. Um, You know, if you're trying to figure out, you know, where to go um, in life and that no, you could be 50, and make a career change then, right? Like nothing's impossible. Yes. I love that. I mean, you know, I think actually you're not, you're not the first person to say something along those lines on the podcast, but I think it's really great even for me because I think one of my biggest fears is like, just, I'm a, I'm kind of a perfectionist by nature. So even just like trying new things with the, um, you know, the possibility of failing or not being Mm -hmm. good at it, I don't even try it. Like that's just that's my that's um a negative thing about me, right? But or my weakness. Um, but I'm I'm learning even so I have two children, one is four and one is two. And you know, with my own children, I'm like, it's okay. Like <laughs> just mess up, it's all right, just do it, just try it. And um I think what you just said is just right on point because um that's half the battle, you know, just trying and if you hate it now you know you know yeah so good that's exactly right and and everybody's going through it right like you do not go through this alone we've all been afraid been unsure been uncertain been disappointed been upset right like we're all going through that Mm -hmm. and right like there are tough days there are great days it's a part of, of, you know, of everyone's experience. So, right. Like just know, you know, if it's not working out for you, it didn't work out for a whole lot of us as well. And we're figuring, you know, we're still figuring it out. Yes. I love that. Thank you so <laughs> much, Ellie. Um, would you be okay if someone had maybe questions about HR, them reaching out to you? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. You heard it. If you have any questions or any comments about today's episode, feel free to DM me um, through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks so much again, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. (laughs) Of course. I had a wonderful time. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.